0: Up the middle further back in the field then Maleva star patrol shooting for Gold King of Sparta's Apateo from Rock and Horse lofty strike then came Shimino, Zoo style approaching the 352 links in front of Uncommon James followed by Asfura IME plugs on Marine 1 and King of Sparta is trying to get a run towards the inside Uncommon James and Asfura up to Zoo style it's kicking Uncommon James in the middle Uncommon James grabs Asfura James holding on and won the Oakley plate. Lofty strike up a second from Esfere King of G'day, hey, punters. We're here with Group 1. Group 1, Matty. We can call you that now, mates. Matty Hoistead from Steve O'Day and Matt Hoistead Racing. And on the back of a big Group 1 win, mate, how are you? Yeah, very
1: well. It's got a uh, got a pretty nice ring to it, that. Don't think that'll uh, that'll be getting old anytime soon, that's for sure.
0: No. Um, Matty, you would have obviously... I mean, I, I think I spoke to you uh, whenever... Whenever he got ruled out of going to the Sir Rupert Clark, and I said, "Oh, what sort of plans with, with Uncommon James?" and it was it was always Oakley Plate. So, I suppose how's the uh, I suppose the re- the reward to to get that long range plan I suppose home.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's obviously huge. Look like it was obviously, you know, gut wrenching when we had to pull pin last prep when he was, you know, obviously so dominant in the regal roll a bit. Um, you know, there was always just had to try and look at that, you know, half glass half full sort of scenario. You know, it wasn't a major injury or really much of an injury at all. It was more we kind of only had the the one or two more runs planned for him, so we just wanted to look after him and yeah, as soon as we he was sort of you know, over the um, spring campaign was over. It was just all, all focused on the Oakley Plate. Obviously, with the, the way that his rating was going to sit, it was a logical race for him. See, um, that was prior to really realising that the, um, you know, back then in the spring that, that obviously Caulfield was going to be out of play and that we were going to be at Sandown. It was, you know, obviously, even when we thought it was going to be at Caulfield, um, you know, the fact that he'd had a run around that track and obviously won there, you know, was, was only going to help us long range. And that's why we wanted to put a bit of significance in to give him a first up run at Sandy. knowing that that could be a little bit tricky. And you know, I think that played a massive part in him, you know, being able to win there Saturday because it can be a bit tricky down the dip and he was much more experienced in it there uh, on Saturday. And, yeah, thankfully he was able to get the job done.
0: Yeah, that's it. You obviously gave him that first up run in the uh, in the Rubiton, I think it was. Did he? Did you go there sort of into that first up run expecting to win? Or uh, I saw a tweet um, from quite a. He's a he's a fairly big punter. Um, I, I don't know whether you can take his opinion uh, to. Too much on board, but it was sort of a tweet saying, you know, like well played from the O'Day Hoistad Cam. Give him, uh, give him the one soft trial. Give him one run at uh, at Sandown and get the price in the Group One <laughs> the next start and keep his weight down. But um, was that sort of like on your mind? Like, did you expect him to go there and win first up, or was he he had a bit of improvement still in him?
1: Yeah, I think obviously a horse of his caliber, you always go to the races you know, thinking that he's gonna he's gonna run well and be hard to beat. But the fact that. Um, we just knew how much improvement he had, even sort of physically. He wasn't quite there in the coat yet. You know, he, he was still, even when we took him to Sandown for his final gallop the Tuesday of the, the Rubicon, and he still had a really big blow after that gallop. So, knew he had a fair bit of improvement in him, but was hoping that he, he sort of class could get him there. But the fact he probably just raced a touch fresh and probably just wanted to overdo it a little bit sort of in those those early stages and was, was you know, just exposed the entire way. Um, just really took its toll. Late, and he, you know, pulled up huge on the back of that run in the Rubicon. He had a really big blow, so knew we we're going to derive a hell of a lot of fitness improvement as you'd expect, having sort of you know six months off. Um, so we're really happy with with how he was presented going into Saturday, and I think the you know, scary thing is, I think he's only improved again from the run. He looks better today than he did on Saturday. So I think going into his his third up assignment, he's only going to be, be um you know I think he'll be sort of really cherry ripe third up to hopefully run another peak run.
0: Yeah, well, I suppose that's the uh, the big question then, mate. Third up, where is he third up? Yeah, is, look, is it a T Day or is it a, a Galaxy?
1: Yeah, we're we're wanting to go to a Galaxy. Um, obviously the the issue is the unpredict. Predictability of um, Sydney's weather this time of year can often always be quite quite wet there. So we're just wanting to um, keep a close eye on the long-range forecast. We've obviously got the new market here uh, Saturday week that could be could be an option. We'll still nominate him for that, um, and then sort of make a call, you know, early next week with what the weather's looking like. But as long as the weather's looking okay up in in Sydney, uh, then yeah, he'll he'll head to the
0: Galaxy. Tony Thompson and um, mate, the scenes after the race, like. I'm not a like neither of us are a part of obviously your team, but like we've we've got a little bit to do with you and see you around the traps and whatnot. But it was um I thought it was just like the perfect racing story when it all came together in the end, and I can imagine on course it would have been a bit like that too.
1: Yeah, and a a lot of a lot of credit does have to go to Ben. Look, it was a fantastic ride. Look, to be honest. Plan A was to sort of ride him a little bit quieter. Uh, We did sort of want to just get a little bit of stick just to make sure he was switching off and, you know, he was quite green and new in front there in the Rubiton and and thought, you know, he's he's better with a bunny to chase, but did just sort of say, look, if if he flies the gates and you can get across, well, you've just got to come across. And, you know, he used his initiative when he began so well and, and, um, you know, he, there was a ride that won the race, he was able to get across cheaply enough, get him to come back. And, and he just sort of was patient. He, he bided his time. He didn't sort of go for him until until mm. late. And, you know, once he once he did put one around his tail, he just exploded. So, you know, a lot of credit's got to go to Ben. It was a fantastic ride. And um, I'm glad we could all share that that experience of having, you know, all, you know not only mine today, but Ben's first Group 1 winner as well.
0: Yeah, I bet Um, it was, uh, no doubt, a big day for yeah. all of you. Mate, Um. You've had a fair bit of success interstate at the moment. Um Scalopini, another one that we saw in the in the winners' room for you there in Victoria, I think just trying to find the stat um, from what I can see since you and Steve have been in training partnership, you've had, you've had 24 runners outside of Queensland for 10 wins, four placings. And now you can add a group one to that tally. What's the, I mean, without giving away the secret, but like, what's the, I suppose, what are you putting down all that interstate success? So admittedly, some of it's like, you know, Ballina and Lismore. I remember when you took yeah. fetch across the border for a debut at Grafton and it was just the, the easiest two dollar twenty shot you'll ever watch in your life. But you've had plenty of that group success going on in uh, in Victoria at the moment lately, especially.
1: Yeah, look, that's just care I think just the staff we've got around us. Obviously that's the hardest thing. You know, you've got to identify the right horses to be sending down. They've got to have the right temperaments and, you know, knowing that the you know, it's helps that obviously in the spring. And then now we've we've sort of brought brought Geldings down, being um, you know, obviously shooting for gold, Scalapini and uncommon James. So it's sort of helped out, um, you know, helped with us that they they're sort of um, you know settled in so well I think that's key obviously we've got our, our system is in in place to try and keep things as, as similar to it is at home and, and doing a little bit extra with them as you do when you when you travel with horses you know, you really sort of freedom when they're away on the road and um, you know thankfully that they've they've settled in really well to their environment you know it's been fantastic Flemington have been great to us we're um, fantastic their facilities are fantastic and I think that goes a long way into into sort of how the horses are performing.
0: Yeah. What's um what's next for Scalopini? Obviously he was a, a super winner a fortnight ago. I saw a few photos and whatnot that he'd had that little freshen up at um up here and back in the back in the Brisbane stable at Eagle Farm, is he now?
1: Uh no, no, that was that was down here in, in Victoria. So yeah, yeah, it was. He um went out just for a little week's freshen. he was gonna go three weeks between runs uh and run in the Shaftesbury Avenue, which is a group three right. Uh fourteen hundred at Flemington again. Obviously, that's uh, uh, the um, you know, that, that plan sort of works. He loves it yeah. for year at here at Flemington, so he'll go there. Look, it is a um, it is a handicap. So if he was to get you know, outweighed it in a race like that, which he don't think he should. Um, there is the Ajax Stakes, uh, Group 2, 1500 metre race up in Sydney on the same day, but definitely have a preference of wanting to, to stay here at uh, Flemington. He loves Flemington. Damien Lane gets on with him really well, so he's booked to ride and, um, yeah, hopefully that's a, a combination that can, uh, yeah, get the chocolates again.
0: Yeah, the Shaftesbury Avenue, does it, um, does it offer a wild card into an all-star mile? Is that something that... Yeah, I, I know that race. It's like the week before, and so I've seen it a few times. The horses back up, but if that, you know, if there was talks about him getting a wild card, would you look at you know being the Queensland flag bearer? I guess.
1: Uh, yeah, probably not. Look, he, he probably just struggles at the mile. Um, although, yeah. probably getting a bit older now. But we obviously tried him in a mile Stradbroke Day when he was emergency, and the Stradbroke he didn't get a run. Um, it was probably more a muddling run race and he obviously wasn't, we've really found the key for him to get into a rhythm out in front and that's where he seems to be really, really racing well at the moment. So not saying that, that we wouldn't try it again, but probably a back up and up to a mile probably isn't, isn't really good. So uh, yeah, we probably the out there.
0: Yeah, fair enough. The um, I suppose that then probably puts the line two through. You've got the Ajax stakes that you mentioned. It's a it's a ballot exam race for the Doncaster. I notice he's not nominated for a Doncaster, but again, if you, you won that, probably bypass and look towards a, a Queensland Carnival, and probably this time get into a Stradbroke.
1: Yeah, possibly. Look, where he, he his rating sort of sits now. That's you know that's probably been the. The best thing of being, out, being able to bring him down here and obviously get that win in the spring and, and now obviously this win down here is able to, you know, without getting too far ahead of ourselves, the, the quality of opposition that's behind him hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been fantastic. In the tail there's a few handy handy horses, but he's, um, you know, beating up on, you know, just horses probably coming through their grades, whereas if we, we start going into those better races, he's got to be taking on, you know, genuine Group 1 horses, which where his rating sits, he's probably going to nearly need to, need to take that, that step and that's probably the hardest Hardest thing with going to Brisbane, all those good races filter into one another, so he is having to take on the, uh, you know, the best horses around. But we'll get through the Shaftesbury Avenue first, and and then sort of work out what we do with him. But he could be possibly even down here in the spring again as a nine-year-old, maybe uh, in down here in, in Victoria. He loves it down here. He, he's really comfortable on his Melbourne leg, and um, you know, if we can just wish there was some better races at Flemington over fourteen hundred meters, some some higher group races, because obviously it's a track he loves and. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's um, just really proud of his efforts for an eight-year-old. It's a big, big, um, you know, tick for the, all the team behind us so for longevity that we've been able to get out of him. And, um, you know, he's racing.
0: Yeah, well, that's um, – you've got, uh, I suppose, PVL in Sydney. They've put on the – they've obviously got your two-year-old races, three-year-old races. There's a golden eagle. There's now five diamonds for the five-year-olds. Maybe we put the call out and get a race for the nine-year-olds.
1: But surely it's got to be something. Give us something, old oh, Peter. Give something. <laughs>
0: um mate well for the the punters out there listening that's uh we're with matt hoistead uh he's a group one winning trainer now if you want to catch the rest of the chat and find out i suppose all the inside mail for for this weekend's races head over to members only um links are everywhere so you'll be able to be able to find that no worries and hopefully a few